Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. How's everyone doing? It's really exciting to be able to start a third service. We've been talking about this for years. And um, how many of you know something happens when something happens? Come on. Profound. Profound. <laughs> Something happens when something happens. So let's make something happen. Amen. And God is, God is expecting us to take a step of faith and meet us at the point where we put a demand upon what he's made available for us. Amen. And this morning is really super exciting. We've got tonight, we've got praise and worship starting. We've, we're starting our fast this week. Tremendous excitement. Some of you, it might be the first time you are hearing this, but we are fasting today. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you can just start now. <laughs> and um, we're going to speak a little bit about that this morning. And it's really important that we do it as a church together. This is not a fast of the leaders or connect leaders. This is a fast of our church. So if you believe that this is your church, you are fasting this week. Amen. And it works like this. God begins to stir the hearts of the leaders to call upon a fast, even in the same way that Esther told Mordecai, tell the Jewish people to fast for three days so that I can go before the king and make a petition that will save the whole nation. And it is critical that as we move together in unity, God will begin to answer many things that we are trusting the Lord for. Amen. And God, it's, it's almost as if we're adding our agreement to what God is doing in our midst. And there is not going to be a shortage of miracles and signs and wonders and testimonies following this week of fasting and praying. Amen. So we want to encourage you, even during the week on Mondays is always our fasting time anyway. We're meeting from 5.30 till 7 in the evening every time to pray. Make sure that it, as you're fasting with us, try and make a turn. Even if it's for 15 minutes, come in, be in the glory, and then go home. And so make it your effort to build your life around the church. Many of us built our lives around our workplace or around ourselves. We are the son of our solar system. And it is important that you build your life around the life and the core of your spiritual life. That your family begins to, 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 to grow within that waterhole, that your, your children are involved in the life of church, amen, that your life, that you're drawing complete fullness, that it's not a handbag to your life. I don't have a handbag, but this is what I would <laughs> carry in life, that it's not an appendage to your life, that you build your life like that. And so as we fast together, let's really join together our hearts. We're excited, and it's going to be seven days, amen. Seven is a number of perfection. God created the world in seven days. And after, after six days, he, he rested on the seventh day. And we are going to see so many tremendous testimonies, I tell you, this week. Amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so join us tonight as we start. We're going to have Passion Night on the Saturday following as well. Lots of prophetic movement of the Holy Spirit. and Hallelujah. That's all we can say. All right, so this morning we're sharing on fasting and the power and necessity of fasting. And um, our theme for this year has been the abundant life in Christ 
based on John chapter 10, verse 10. Amen. You guys are aware? Everyone that's part of us, our church this year, if you've joined throughout the year, our theme this year is that God's plan for your life is abundance. Abundance. Tell your neighbor, fullness. fullness. Not foolishness. <laughs> fullness. And God's plan is not just that you may have life, but that you might have life to overflow. Every good thing in the world, every good thing containing life, pertaining to life, that all the people of the world are seeking, it is found in Christ. In Christ. The good life, (laughs) the fulfilling life is found in Christ. And Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, it says, Blessed be God. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has. What's the tense there? Past. Meaning it's already happened. Okay? Who has done what? Blessed us. In Christ with every spiritual blessing. I mean, most of our lives, and you'll recount your years so far, been praying for blessings. Been seeking blessings, looking, searching for blessings. And those blessings have already been given. Tell your neighbor, I'm already blessed. I just don't know it. (laughs) That's my problem, but I'm getting there. Right? Who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessings. Now, there are some people who will say, yeah, those are spiritual blessings. We are living a real life. This is real, real life. (laughs) I need real blessings. Those are real blessings because the spirit realm dictates to the natural realm. Every spiritual blessing that you receive in the spirit realm becomes a manifestation in the natural realm. And it says in the heavenly places, in the spiritual realm. And we are spiritual people For those of you who don't believe in spiritual blessings that are invisible blessings that have an impact on your life today, you can't believe in Jesus. You can't believe in the resurrection. You can't believe in the born-again experience because you didn't see anything naturally changing. But your world began to manifest the results of a spiritual new birth. And what happens is our blessings that God has made available are in Christ. And where is Christ today? In us. Tell your neighbor, Christ in me me. is the hope of glory. glory. Not Christ in the sky. (laughs) Amen? Because many of us have a hope that is in the sky, like the pie. We have a hope that is in the sky. No need. That one that was in the sky came down. You remember that song? You came from heaven to to. Yes, he came. (laughs) The blessings were inaccessible and he came from heaven to earth to give the full blessings. And now we are on a journey to discover that which we have already received. Amen? So we are not fasting and praying, oh God, Oh, God, bless us. Why are you not blessing us? Can't you love me the way that you love my brother Abel? We we don't need to pray like that anymore. 
Right? Why? Because God has already sent the best thing. And it says, if he has given his son, how much more will he not give with him also all things? If you have the good part, the, the other scraps you can get as well. Amen? Hallelujah. And then it continues to say, chapter 1, verse 19, and what is the immeasurable greatness that we, am, that we may understand the immeasurable, uncountable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. It means that there is a certain power that was made available to us. It is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. The power of the Holy Spirit is available to you. Tell your neighbor, you've got power. It's available. But how many of you know that if we lack understanding concerning how the power works, we will live in the dark and cook on the fire while there is a stove and there are lights. Right? When we walk into this room over here and the lights are off, we don't go into prayer intercession, Lord... Let your light shine in this place. No, you just go to the light switch and you flick it. This is how easy spiritual things become when you have revelation and understanding of them. If you don't have revelation and understanding, you tend to pray over things that you shouldn't be praying about and you should rather be studying the word and praying for revelation so that once you know, you can even tell your brother, brother, Enough of that praying. Come, let me show you where the light switch is. And you begin to switch the light. Yeah. And you won't call uh, Nam Power. Hello, Nam Power? Is, is it the CEO? Can I please speak to the man in charge? Can they, can they please make sure the light is going on at my home? We don't do that. Why? Because the light has been made available. The power has been given to us. But now we are discovering how it works. Amen? Many believers, they are like gardeners who are standing in a garden and God has opened the tap. Right? He has opened the tap in the garden. Lord, open the tap. He's opened the tap of grace. All the tap is flowing. But you are standing here trying to water your life and nothing is coming out. And you are shouting, God, <laughs> open the tap. And in the meantime, there is a kink in the hose. You know when the, when the pipe as a, a fold. Yeah? You can be here trying to water the garden. There's a kink in the hose, but the taps are open. And you think, Lord, open, Lord, why are you like this towards me? Open the tap, please. And the Lord, I opened the tap, my, my dear child. <laughs> I opened the tap. The grace of God has been made available. The grace of God has appeared unto all men. Jesus is the free gift of God. The riches of heaven have been dispensed to mankind. Right? But my people perish for lack of knowledge. So there is power that is resident in his heavenly places. As we are seeing, oh, oh, heaven, seated in heavenly places. Lightning and thunder. Some of us know the moves. And then when you go home, the enemy plays the moves. Why? Because it's one thing to know that you are seated in heavenly places. It's another thing to understand what the implications are in your life and begin to live like that. But you are in church this morning to learn that. Amen? Amen. 
Tell your neighbor, welcome. Welcome to school. So, why are we fasting? Sometimes I remember when, when my family was still transitioning into revival, you know. Mom and sisters, I was the, the first one. The least among the... <laughs> and, and many times when you are fasting, then they ask you, my child, is everything okay? <laughs> you are in high school and you are not eating. Is everything fine? Huh? Is it, the, is it the, the marks? What is it? Is there a teacher that is... No, I'm just fasting. I, I really want to grow in the Lord at all. Are you sure? <laughs> Have something to eat, you know? And as God began to translate, you know, the kingdom into our family, more and more we started fasting together. But many times, the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit because they are foolishness to him. The things of the Spirit are to be understood spiritually. And as we fast, fasting is a spiritual tool that advances the kingdom, changes the destiny of nations, sparks revival. Revival means re reliving, realive. Okay? And brings victory in people's lives. Do you want the kingdom of God working in your life? Do you want a change in your destiny and in the destiny of your nation? Do you want revival in every area of your community and your life? Yes. Do you want victory all day, every day, any day? Yes. Do you want to fast? No. Because <laughs> many people answer, yes, 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 yes. And then at the end, it's like, oh, this. I love my food too much. So we're quickly dealing with some practical things, then we'll go into the spiritual implications of fasting. So there are different types of fasts. The normal one is abstaining from all food. Okay, we are fasting from today till Saturday. So Sunday morning we are having breakfast. We are breaking the fast. Okay? And so the first one is the normal fast. You abstain from all food except water or juice. And this is fruit juice and and like vegetable juice. Not like potato burgers juice. <laughs> and there's some people at game. Two blenders, two blenders. <laughs> we are fasting this week. Uh, blending the pork chops, you know. No. Water or natural juice. Amen. And so, this kind of fast is your general kind of fast. Usually you do this in... You can take one day like we do on Mondays, or you can take three days, or you can take seven days, or you can take 10 days, or you can take 21 days, or you, you fast until you see something coming through. Okay? Then you have your partial fast. Your partial fast is abstaining from certain types of food or drink. You eat much smaller portions and or only a few simple foods. For example, vegetables. For those of you who are vegetarians, you are constantly fasting. <laughs> Just add the prayers to it. It is important that you realize that this is a type of fasting as well. So you say, I'm not going to have meat. Okay, I'm, I'm only going to have vegetables. And sometimes, maybe don't leave out the fried potatoes. You know, because slap chips. I'm fasting <laughs> slap chips. Put in the ration, then you just take it out. I just want the flavor. <laughs> yeah, two portions. <laughs> I 
<laughs> that stomach will master you around, I'm telling you. So the partial fast is what they call a Daniel fast. Okay? And um, it's, it's important that you try and do a fast that is uncomfortable to you. If you already love, I love vegetables, I love, I love fruits, <laughs> then that's not going to be much of a fast for you. Okay? Then, number three is an absolute fast, abstaining from all food and liquid, even water. That's what they call a dry fast. Okay? This one is, is quite hectic. Right? And it's not something that you do casually. You find that your friend, oh, you are fasting dry fast. I will also. <laughs> no. Don't do it like that. <laughs> yeah, do you, you know? Have your lane. Stay in your lane. Oh, oh and your ban. Blay, blay on your butt. Okay, so that's an absolute fast. We see uh, Jesus having an absolute fast in the wilderness, 40 days, 40 nights. We see Moses and some other people. So it's something that you, you really begin to scale the laws of nature, and it's something that you don't really play with. Okay. Then you have a supernatural fast, extended abstention from all food and liquid, directly aided by God. In the cases of Moses, Moses was in the mountain 40 days, 40 nights. He came down, broke the tablets of the commandments because he got upset with the Israelites, went back. So it was actually 80 days and 80 nights. No food, no water. But he was in the presence of God. And in the presence of God, that kind of Shekinah glory presence, your whole body is sustained. All right, and then... You've got the abnormal fast. It's sacrificially abstaining from something amoral, meaning not necessarily good or bad, and that it's normal for you. So it's something that's normal and usual for you. For example, coffee. Amen. Those of you in the coffee cult that have been <laughs> making sacrifices at that shrine for years, the ones that say, oh, I can't go without coffee. I can't start my day. I, can't, I, I just can't handle, you know. You have allergies if you don't have your coffee. Maybe it's time this week <laughs> to dethrone that thing right? and go for water. And then there's alcohol, abstaining from alcohol. And then there's dessert. Yeah, some, some people, dessert is every day, every day. <laughs> every day, dessert. Abstaining from that. Then television. And for those of you who watch TV on computer, computer also. Some of you. No, the pastor didn't say computer, he said television. I'm watching, I'm watching my Netflix, and Netflix also is included under TV. No, he didn't say Netflix, he said TV. <laughs> loophole Christians, you, you, loophole Christians, spiritual lawyers. <laughs> and then internet, eh? you might need data at least to contact your spouse or your family. But no more surfing the net until you find all sorts of, you know, how to talk to donkeys. <laughs> all sorts of videos on YouTube. You put that aside for this week. And then also fasting negativity or criticism. You know, some of us who, who like to weigh in on things. I just want to weigh in on the issue. <laughs> I just want to give my two cents. <laughs> Keep them this week. Keep, keep your pennies to yourself this week. <laughs> yeah? And sacrifice them to the Lord in fasting. You know? 
And someone said in the first service, but it's the land conference <laughs> this week. How will I not criticize? And so we said, tell people what you are believing God to do. I'm hoping that that other brother, I'm believing God that that other brother from that other party will not be corrupt this week. Amen. <laughs> All right, so we, we, we put aside things that we normally do. And set that aside as a fast. Then there's marital sex. And we say marital because the assumption is that if you are not married, you are being celibate. Celibate means you are being pure sexually. And if you are not being pure sexually, this week you can break it away completely. Amen? This is really important. Why? Because the enemy uses your body as an access to your spirit. He says the only sin that you sin against your body is in sexual immorality. All right? And sex was created by God to represent and bring the height of marriage and union. And even in times of fasting, the Apostle Paul says that you may abstain from sexual relations with your spouse for that time, but come back together quickly so that you may not... <laughs> this is in the Bible. This is in the Bible. Some of us, we need to memorize that scripture and put it on a canvas in your room. Come back together quickly. <laughs> Say the Spirit of the Lord. <laughs> Amen? And so you have to, you have to tell your, your husband, your wife, my darling, you know, let's take some time to pray and to fast, and then we come back together quickly. <laughs> Say the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? Why? Because this is a time when you almost want to focus in on prayer. This is why you're fasting. It's because the routine of life, you almost want to break that a bit. And you want to take your lunch hours and that time when you would have spent long hours with your spouse, spending long hours in the Word and in prayer, speaking in tongues and stirring yourself up. And your spouse was like, when are you coming to, to sleep? Right? I am fasting my darling, okay? It is really something that is critical and honorable. Awesome. And then there's anything else. It might be your Facebook profile, close it this week. Instagram, close it. What else? Snap, whatever else, social media you've got. Close, close that. Thing. If you can't close it, break the phone. <laughs> there's something in that phone there. There's a demon there in that phone. <laughs> I just can't help it. I can't close one. Amen. Bring it here. We will lay hands. Anoint it. Anoint it with oil till it breaks. Just kidding there. Okay. And then at the end, on Saturday or Sunday, when you break the fast, tell your neighbor, take it slow. Because some of you, you already put it in your reminders. <laughs> Make the reservation reservation. How, uh, table for how many? Table for one. Table. <laughs> you are going alone to spare, and I have two portions of ribs, and then I will bring together holy water, wash my hands, and devour. Watch out! Young people, watch out! <laughs> watch out. You will cause medical problems, you know? And you'll have to come. I have, what's the problem? No, everything is fine. I just came off the fast. That's the problem. Don't do that. Okay? Maybe start with a soup. Start with a fruit. Fruit. What do they call it? A smoothie. Yeah? 
start with a smoothie, maybe a tomato here and there, <laughs> an apple, maybe a small piece of brown bread together, you know. Take it slow. Amen? You want to be responsible with your body as you, as you fast. Chew slow, chew well. And maybe try and do it under a time when you're not talking a lot, you know. And then the Lord gave me a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> and then you are eating and all, and after you had your revelations, you will have a revelation. <laughs> okay, so why do we fast? The first one is Jesus fasted. Matthew 4, verse 2, after his baptism, Jesus was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, and he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And it says in verse 2, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Obviously. And then, there's a part here where John the Baptist's disciples, in Matthew 9 verse 14, they asked Jesus, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? For those of you who say, no, I'm in the new covenant. In the new covenant, we eat. We eat. We break bread and we eat. Okay? So Jesus answered, can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them, the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. Jesus teaching in the Sermon of the Mount, he says, When you fast, wash your face. Put on Vaseline around your mouth and wherever. Right? Comb your hair. Shine. Don't show everybody I'm fasting with your dry, chapped lips. <laughs> eh? Okay? And God rewards you for what you're doing in secret. And he doesn't say if you fast. He says when you fast. It presupposes that you are going to fast at some point in your walk with God. Okay? And then you see, you see throughout the book of Acts how the church, in the, the early church, was fasting and praying. And this comes also from the Old Testament. You see Moses fasting. You see Elijah fasting. You see, you see the fasting taking place on a national level, on a corporate level. So as a family, you guys can call a fast and say, we want to fast concerning this issue. It is a focused prayer. The Word of God says the, the effectual, the fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much power, dynamic in its working. So it's important that sometimes you pray and it's like, in the background, the radio wave is playing while you're going to pick up the kids and you're praying, Lord, I just pray for sister so-and-so and radio wave or whatever radio station playing in the background. You can't really pray focused prayer like that. So you make yourself some time in the evening when everyone's sleeping. You go into the place where you can say, Lord, I'm here. And it's just you and the Lord and you are honing in on that issue. Amen? So Jesus fasted. Tell your neighbor, what would Jesus do? All right, so another, the next principle why we fast is because of humility. Some of us, our only problem is pride. <laughs> As if that's a small problem. The biggest problem in your life is pride. James chapter 4 verse 6 says, but he gives more grace. That's why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. What is grace? Grace is favor from God. That causes breakthroughs and solutions in your life. It's not just, I like you, 
Will you help me? No. It's the kind of, I like you so much that I'll sort out your life. This is grace. It's, it's abundant grace. And God gives grace to those who humble themselves enough to receive it. And it is not as if God is holding grace like this. And then he says, beg more, plead more. It's not like that. It is that he makes grace available, but only the humble can access it. You, it's almost like a, a house that you have to go in, but the door is very low. You have to kneel <laughs> to get into that house. You have to get on the ground to get into it. The things of God are accessed in that position of humility. And as you go into a fast, you are literally telling the whole realm, angels, demons, powers, principalities, dominions, thrones, God in heaven, my family on earth, my enemies wherever, I am humbling myself. This is the proclamation when you are fasting. Amen? Tell your neighbor, let's fast. Look at Daniel chapter 10 verse 11. And this is Daniel praying concerning a prophecy that was given about 70 years in captivity, where Israel is in Babylon for 70 years under the Babylonian, Babylonian rulership. And after 70 years, Jeremiah said that they will come out. Now, the 70 years just passed. And Daniel is reading the prophecy and saying, why are we still here? Why are we still captives in Babylon? And so he begins to pray and fast to get an answer from God. Then what happened is, on the day that he started fasting, the angel Gabriel was released from heaven to come to him with an answer. We'll hear his testimony now. An angel was sent to him with an answer on the day he started praying. But do you know that he saw nothing until 21 days later when he finished his fast? Why? Because there was a prince or a principality or some kind of ruling spirit that was hindering Gabriel from entering in. So there was war concerning the answer that Daniel was praying for. Don't think that I'm now going to fast and then choo -choo 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 -choo, everything will just flow. Mm -mm 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 -mm. When you decide to pray and fast and take hold of something, you will be resisted. And some of the resistance is not so militant. Sometimes they just reschedule that board meeting that always has the best food, Nelson. They reschedule it to your fasting week. <laughs> you are like, no, I'm going to fast this week. There's nothing on my calendar. It's quite open, you know. Then they say, sorry, due to unforeseen circumstances, <laughs> we are moving the meeting to the middle of your fast, day four, when you are almost, your flesh is saying, we are dying. We are dying here. <laughs> and you are in the board meeting, it's just ribs. <laughs> and usually they just bring those small flowers and things like that. Today they brought out ribs and mince pies and all of that. You are just like, what is this? <laughs> no, this, this comes from South Korea. <laughs> and you are just tempted now on the day of fast. That's when they brought it. You will be resisted. Amen. But God is sending back up to you. It says that Michael the archangel was released to war 
against the prince of Persia so that Gabriel could be released to him. It says, when Gabriel arrives, he said to me, O Daniel, you highly regarded and greatly beloved man. This is Daniel's reputation in heaven. Where are you going? Now I'm going to the greatly beloved of God. Who? Daniel, where is he? In Babylon, in captivity. Okay. So this is the opinion of heaven concerning you. The angel enters the realm of earth and he comes to Daniel and he says, Greatly beloved of God, understand the words that I'm about to say to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. And while he was saying this word, this word to me, I stood up trembling. This week, as you are fasting and praying, encounters are going to come to you. You are going to meet God. You are going to experience heaven on a new level. If you believe that, say amen. amen. And some of you, it might that some of you are like, oh, do I want an angel in my room? <laughs> fear not. Every time an angel appears, fear not. You know? Sometimes I remember a time, just to digress, I remember a time I was, I was praying in tongues and fasting. And you know when you are praying and fasting, you are, getting, you are getting into a realm of the spirit, you know, where you begin to hear things. <laughs> Immediately you interrupt your prayer. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> as I was saying, Lord, <laughs> don't be afraid. Sometimes even demonic encounters come because they can see that now this man wants to break out. He's in a place where only intimidation can stop him. He has seen the other side. He's seen the promised land and he's going for it through fasting and praying. And the enemy wants to manifest himself now. So all you do when that kind of thing happens is you begin to realize that the answer is done. Amen. Amen. There is no wicked spirit that has more authority than the child of God. Amen. And you immediately, you don't have to engage him. Where are you coming from, you? Huh? Where are you coming from? Let me take notes. You don't have to engage the devil. Don't engage the devil. You command him away. I have no business with you. And then it says, Then the angel said to me, Do not be afraid, Daniel. For from the first day that you set your heart on understanding this and on humbling yourself before God, from day one, this is day 21 that the angel arrived. Some of us already gave up. Day, day, day 14, we are like, uh uh, these things don't work. Right? And then you go to your second best alternative, whether it's you know, a counselor or whether it's an African counselor or whatever. <laughs> right? From the first day, from the first day that you've set your heart, from today, if you are setting your heart and saying, I'm setting my heart to fast. I already made my list this morning. Lord, this matter. Lord, this situation. This thing, Lord. This one, Lord, and this one. I already set my, I am setting my, my gaze, my, my heart on that which God has for me. From today, the answer has been released for me. It starts on the day. It says, ask and you will receive. Knock and it will be open unto you. Seek and you will find. For everyone who asks, receives. So God releases. In the in-between is the warfare part where you persist. And the enemy is trying to bet and block and bet. Until he can no longer. It says, your words were heard and I've come in response to your words. 
Alright, so humility key. Your fasting is representative of your humility. If you never fast, are you ever humble? Okay, Romans 12, verse 1. Consecration. Consecration is just a, a fancy word to say set apart, made special. Amen? Most of us, we grew up in houses where there's the normal plates and cups. Then there's the one when the prime minister visits. <laughs> right? Not that the prime minister visited our house. But it's for the visitors. Children cannot touch that one. Some of you even have two lounges. One lounge... <laughs> <laughs> One lounge is for the general public, you know. That's for you and the children and your friends. Then there's a special lounge where you go in, you just feel like this is a different house. <laughs> huh? Always perfect and clean. This one is consecrated for the visitors. Okay? Now, your life is supposed to be consecrated specially to the Lord. And Timothy says, in a house there are many vessels. Some vessels made of wood and stone. Some vessels are cups, cups and plates. Some vessels made of wood and stone. Some made of precious gold and silver. It says, if a man will consecrate, set himself apart, he will be used for special purposes. And some of you are saying, Lord, when are you going to use me? Maybe you need to consecrate yourself. Maybe you need to consecrate your mouth a little bit more. Amen? It's quiet now. Hmm? Tell your neighbor, just, just consecrate. <laughs> Romans 12 verse 1 says, Therefore I beg you, and let me just say this, especially for young people, this whole thing of ABC's abstinence, and then what's B? Be faithful, and C is condomized, ne? Abstinence is from the spiritual side. It's consecration. Okay, that's another message altogether. I just want to say, for those of you, maintain your virginity. If you've lost it, God can restore it. Maintain your virginity. There's a reason why it's given to you. It's consecrated for your marriage. I know that the people that you are following on Instagram don't agree with me, but that's what the Word of God says. Okay, Romans 12, verse 1. Therefore, I beg you, beloved, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living... Offer what? Your? Some of you, you offer your money, but you don't offer your body. Tell your neighbor, give the body to the Lord. <laughs> Amen? And then holy, holy also. Holy doesn't mean good. That's a religious understanding of it. Holy means special. Okay? Tell your neighbor, you are holy. Stay holy. Live holy. You are special, not common. You are special. All right. So give up your bodies as a living sacrifice. Living. As you are fasting, your whole being will be like a, like a living body on the altar of fire complaining and murmuring. Some of us, when we fast, our temper just comes out, you know. I already said that it's there. <laughs> Sorry, Lord. Sorry. <laughs> That's why you have to give your family notice at least, you know. Guys, I'm fasting this week, just up the grace levels. You know, we are dealing with some real demons. <laughs> 
Okay, this is your reasonable and spiritual act of worship. It's reasonable. It's nothing special. It's not for the pastors and the men of God. It's for the believers. Amen? Then, Romans 2 speaks of sensitivity to God. So as you consecrate yourself, as you make yourself, set yourself apart, what happens is you begin to become sensitive to spiritual things and not to carnal things. Do you understand? Now you, tell your neighbor, you are a, a, a radio wave receiver. Yeah. In the realm of the spirit, you operate like an a, a, a apparatus that receives frequencies that are unheard of in the natural. How many of you know that there are radio waves here? Yeah? But some of you might say, no, there are no radio waves. Yeah, I don't hear the radio. That just means that you need to finish grade five and six. <laughs> okay. So there are radio waves here. But you can't hear it unless you have the right equipment to tune in. So you don't say, oh, Lord, broadcast, broadcast, speak to me, Lord, speak, speak. No, God is speaking to you. Most of the time, you just need to get into a place where you can hear. I remember when I was getting my calling into ministry, I was in, a, in the first year of university. And I was having a nap that afternoon. And I had set my alarm to go off. And it didn't go off somehow. Then I had a dream that night, that afternoon that I was, I was running out of a concentration camp full of fires everywhere, people crying and screaming and all. It was like hell. And I came to the, to the fence of it. There was a hole in the fence. I climbed through. As I was climbing through, a voice said, where are you going? What about them? And then I turned back and I went back inside. And I woke up. And so, then, this is a strange dream. This is now already 7 o'clock the, the evening coming in. Strange dream. Okay. I, I forgot to read my devotion that morning. I was reading a devotion by Oswald Chambers. And so I went to that day's message. And the title said, Call of God. Isaiah chapter 6. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? So I started reading. And it says that when you hear the call of God, it's not because the call of God has not come to you, but it's because you are close enough to respond to it. Because the call of God is going out. The eye of the Lord looks to and fro throughout the earth, looking for one person for whom he can be strong on their behalf. But they are not close enough to hear. And when we fast and pray, we begin to be sensitive to those things. We begin to hear the voice of God. You begin to perceive spiritual things. Amen? The kind of dreams that you will be dreaming this week. And you know that the dream realm is not just imagination. You can have a real meeting in the dream realm. So watch out for interactions in your dreams. If you say, no, it's just a dream, but there's always some woman that comes in the dream and, you know, she's very nice in the dream. Watch out! It might be a demonic spirit, okay? But in the same way, God has met people in dreams. You remember J uh, uh, Joseph? When Mary was met by Gabriel, it was always in the house, real, right? And when God meets Joseph to tell him, marry this girl, don't let her be stoned. Imagine if Joseph said, I had such a weird dream and dismissed it. Mary was going to be stoned because they said it's, uh, she committed 
fornication. That's why she's having a child. What is this thing of the Lord? He made me pregnant things. Okay? But because Joseph understood that meeting in the dream is a real meeting. There was another one where the angel came to Joseph and said, take, take the child and go to Egypt. If Joseph said, ah, it's just a dream. The baby Jesus was going to be killed. Where would we have been now? Yeah. Amen? Amen? So you become sensitive to God as you fast. As you fast, you begin to put emphasis on your spiritual side compared to the natural side. Amen? It says here in Acts chapter 13 verse 3, the apostles were fasting and, and praying and ministering unto the Lord. Then the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Paul and Barnabas for the work that I've set apart for them. You have been seeking, Lord, what is my purpose? What is my, what is my mission? What is my vision? Lord, who do you want me to marry, Lord? Lord, because <laughs> the marriage one is a big topic on the top of the list. Who do you want me to marry, Lord? Fast. As you are fasting and praying, the Holy Spirit will say. It says, then after fasting and prayer, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. All right. So you become sensitive, you begin to receive from God. The next one is revival and power. Sometimes you say to yourself, oh, I'm so dry spiritually, you know. It's now October. It's the month of depression. People are committing suicide left, right, and center. I don't know what's happening in my walk with God. I feel dry. Then you need to fast. You need to pray. Why? Fasting, it lifts your spiritual level. You need to have something in your heart that says, I am not going to be the same next year as I am today. Every day I'm moving from one level of glory to another level of glory by the Spirit of God. And as you fast, you set your heart to begin to, uh, to tune in to what God is saying. And every revelation from God changes your state forever. It will be like someone you have seen too much. <laughs> you have seen too much, you know too much, you cannot leave. Once you get into that level where you begin to perceive the things of God, you operate in a new way. This is why every Sunday I try and encourage us every, every time, Monday is our day of fasting, you know. Come and join us and fast. It is not just so that you can go hungry for the day. It is a tool that we are putting in your hand to be able to say, I am climbing up from where I am to the next level where God wants me to be. Amen. It says there in Luke 2, Jesus, coming out of the wilderness after he fasted, it says, Then the devil had finished every temptation. He left him until an opportune time came. And it is, even says that angels came to minister to him after that. And then Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through all the surrounding district. He went viral. Everyone heard. Why? Demons started to be cast out. You begin to fast, certain things that used to hold you bound, they lose their grip. You begin to fast and pray, you begin to heighten the temperature. It's just like a fever. Sounds like a song, right? It is like a fever. What is a fever doing? It is, my dear, you must correct me if I'm wrong here. It is increasing the temperature of your body to the place where certain organisms can no longer survive. And some demons are too comfortable in your life because you are too lukewarm. They're like, yeah, this is a good place, guys. Invite the others. <laughs> huh? Why? 
it's too lukewarm. You need to up the ante. You need to up the temperature of that thing spiritual. Then, when you increase that temperature, certain things melt off. Melt off. I was trying to fight with this person about this and that. Then I decided to fast. All of a sudden, the person likes me and changes things. It is so critical that you understand these are tools that you must put to work. Tell your neighbor, I'm ready to fast. Get out of my way. I'm ready to fast. <laughs> Watch out. Okay, Matthew 17 just speaks about the demon that was to be cast out by the disciples. They said we couldn't. And they asked Jesus, why couldn't we cast out the demon? And then Jesus said, because of your unbelief. And then he said, this type comes out but by prayer and fasting. And there are manuscripts that are conflicting. There's, there's disputes about whether this is actually in the original. Because definitely our faith is not in our fasting. Our faith is in the name of Jesus. But how we use the name of Jesus is based on our fasting and prayer. Understand? So it means, and we're about to end, it means that God has made everything available to you. But you can only take home what you can carry. Imagine that. Now the weakest of us will only carry two papers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I feel so blessed, right? Why? That's all you can carry. But if you've got capacity built up, then you can go. Okay. Then you can go. <laughs> you begin to rescue others. Bring in your family. Thank you, Julio. It's a fasting week this week. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's glorious. Um, it is so important that you realize you can only take from God what you can handle. He's giving. Take as much as you can. Child, take more. Mom, I'm too full. You know those children. You can only take. Tell your neighbor. Take some more. Build capacity to take some more from God. Amen. And in closing, Isaiah 58. Please study the scripture during this week as well. It speaks about the people say, why have we fasted and you have not heard? Why did we waste our time fasting and nothing happened? And God says, is this the fast that I've asked for? A day when you are fighting and quarreling? So just look at your spouse and say, no quarreling this week, please. <laughs> no quarreling. Huh? Some spouses are not even saying anything. Okay. <laughs> Lord, help them. Okay? A day of quarreling and fighting and oppression. No. He said on the day of fasting, you take your bread, you lose the bonds of oppression. You remove injustice from among you. Yeah? Do good things. Take your food that you are going to eat. Go to the poor. Give to the poor. Give generously. Do something to say, I'm moving from the level where I am to the next level this week. And I'm not going back again. Amen. Then you'll see iniquity be far from you. Your, your righteousness will shine like the noonday sun. Amen. And the thing that is in you, that Christ has made in you, that beauty in you will become, begin to radiate. The evil mask of the enemy that is trying to trap you behind a false identity will be removed 
and the beauty of Christ will be revealed in you. Amen? Hallelujah! Let us stand. Hallelujah. If you know how to pray in the Spirit, let's just begin to pray in the Spirit. I want to encourage you this week, if you're not sure what to pray for, pray in tongues. For the Spirit searches all things. He knows your mind. He knows God's mind. He'll make the prayers work out. Amen? Stay in the Word. Tell your neighbor, stay in the Word. Pray. It's more about praying. And, and those of you, there are some of you here this morning, you are saying, oh, such a great opportunity to lose weight this week. Please, that is, that is a wicked attitude of fasting. Eh? <laughs> fasting, that's your body saying, let's fast so that we can look better and get more attention. That's not why we are fasting, amen? We are fasting in order for the body to be in submission. Yeah? Make your body your slave this week. Amen? Like Daniel, set your heart to humble yourself before God. For today your answer is released to you. Every bondage that has been holding people back for years... This week they are breaking in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of oppression that has been operating in people's lives, this week it leaves you in Jesus' name. Every broken relationship that needs restoration, every marriage that is on the rocks that needs restoration, this week there is a turnaround coming to you in the name of Jesus. That physical condition, that disease, that illness, that generational illness is leaving you this week in the name of Jesus Christ. That spirit of depression that has been, that has been bringing suicide to your house, that spirit is going this week in the name of Jesus. Hear the Spirit of the Lord. Oh Jacob, I have set a ladder between earth and heaven. And there is a door into heaven open to you. And there are angels descending and ascending upon the ladder. As you rest in my love, you will see your breakthroughs coming through. This is the hour of visitation, says the Spirit of the Lord. Put aside every other idol, for I am coming to take my rightful place in your life. This is the season, this is the time to be counted. This is the time to step forward into destiny. This is the time to call things that are not as though they were. 
for the Spirit of the Lord is upon you and He is within your midst. And He is here as your helper and your guide. You will not be without answers for the Spirit of the Lord loves you. And He has chosen you and called you by name. And today is a day of salvation. And you will see the victory, says the Spirit of the living God. Father, we honor you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that even before we fasted and prayed, you sent your Son on a cross to die for us. Undeserving sinners receive the love of the Father. And even though we were on the way to destruction, you rescued us. This week, Father, we pray, Lord, as we fast, as we seek your face, as we encounter you, that there will be complete transformation in our lives. We are believing you for complete change in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that we will see, we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And we will taste and see that the Lord is indeed good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.